and welcome to the Canada's History Podcast. This is a special educator series where we speak with the finalists for the 2018 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history. It's an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to research, interpret, and share the stories of the past. My name is Joanna Dawson, and today we're speaking with Ev Senny, a teacher at Pierre Elliott Trudeau High School in Markham, Ontario. Her grade 10 students are tasked with researching the First World War through the lens of pertinence. Students choose one aspect of the war and must demonstrate if and how their topic remains relevant to Canadians today. Students create a written report and visual element to make the case to their peers. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me, Ev, and congratulations on being a finalist for this year's Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Thank you. Thank you so much. So first of all, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your school and the students you teach? So I actually, I was born in Paris and I grew up there. Uh, I came to Canada and I started grade nine. And from then on, I went to Glendon College because I didn't speak enough English otherwise. Um, I did a, I did there, I studied history and philosophy. I did a master's in ancient history. Um, I worked in a museum for about seven months and then I decided I wanted to be a teacher. So I now work at uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau High School, which is in Markham, just a little bit outside of uh, Toronto. It's the largest school in York Region District School Board. We have about 2,000 students, and we have the largest French immersion program there, which is where and what I teach. And um, my students are largely very academic. They're very focused, and and they want to be involved in everything, and they want to do everything. (laughs) And um, they're usually um, first or second or third generation immigrants. Excellent. So before we sort of get into the project that you submitted for the award and uh, going through that in a bit more detail, can you tell us sort of how it came to be and the idea behind it? Um, So this all came out of this survey, actually. So what I'm working with and what was really interesting to me was this idea of pertinence or relevance. And in history, we always talk about it. I mean, it's one of the founding principles of the historical thinking project and all of that. But uh, we had a school-wide survey, which was also a board-wide survey. We found out that students, about 50% of students, felt that what they were learning was not relevant. And I remember reading that, and I was so shocked and bothered by it because if what we're doing is teaching and half of the students feel that what we're teaching them is not relevant there's something is wrong somewhere right so i i felt that my entire purpose as a teacher was was being put in doubt and and it, it very much bothered me and i started thinking about what i can do to learn more about this so so one of the things that we did was we conducted a, a secondary survey to find out wh- why they felt this way or, or what happened or why they felt that school and learning was not relevant and and i've mentioned that my school is highly academic and students want to be part of everything and yet there's this disconnect because they don't actually feel that what they're doing matters and we ended up finding and, and this is where this entire thing stems from that the problem is not that what we're teaching is irrelevant because I think every teacher would agree that what we do matters. We wouldn't be teaching something if it wasn't relevant. Obviously, it's relevant. We only have 75 minutes, so we're going to use them up. But the problem was that students didn't perceive that what we were doing was relevant. So there's actually, and this is where everything comes from, a disconnect between what they think we learn in the classroom and what they think we learn in the real world. And, and they don't see that class 
and the world are actually trying to bring everything together, but they see it as two separate spheres. spheres. So my goal throughout this entire project, um, and hopefully I will be exempl- exemplified, is that real life and school, learning and the world are actually intertwined and interconnected. And what I've tried to do is bring that back, is connect everything to them and show them that actually history is relevant, learning is relevant. And how do you do this is by creating connections to the world, to other subjects and to the students themselves. All right, fantastic. So then um, take us through the project. What did you have the students do um, and what kind of activities did they complete? So my, my project is, is actually, there's two parts to it, really, because there's an implicit part that they don't realize is happening, and there's an, an explicit part. So I'll start with the implicit, because that's more of the, the teaching professional related, and then the explicit is more the, the student-centered one. But what I, as I was mentioning, what I realized is that I needed to create connections back so that students could see that the world and knowledge were connected. So one of the ways that, that I find that this works, and it works in every single class and not just history, is by instead of starting with a lesson and at the end saying, well, this is why it matters, or this is how you see it today, I decided to actually flip everything over. So every time I start a concept or a lesson, I start with that concept and what it looks like today. How is that thing represented? How do we see it in the world? And then I teach it. So for, for example, if we were to talk to people in Canada or in Canadian history, instead of just starting, you know, with residential schools or what happened in World War One, we would look at something that happened today. And it could be, you know, like a news article. It could be a tweet. It could be a video. It could be something political that is happening. But start with that and say, this is the reality of today. Now, what contributed to making it that way? What happened in our history that can help us understand how this works? So by, by doing this and flipping it around, I'm starting with relevance. I'm starting by saying what we do matters. And what I want to change is their perception of it. And by creating the, this sort of flipped, it's helped me change everything. And um, another example in which I, I've done this is, for example, in the way that I ask questions. So I've stopped asking questions that are knowledge and understanding based. And, and you know, like, let's take an example. We could ask, let's say, World War II, Canadian history, what is uh, the SS St. Louis, right? And then students would answer, it's the boats, it's the Jewish refugees running away from Nazi Germany and then being denied by Canada and so on and so forth. But instead of doing that, what I would say was, why does the SS St. Louis and what happened matter? So the students still have to explain what it is. They still have to know. But right away in their minds, this aspect of relevance comes up and they have to think of things in terms of, ooh, I'm learning about this because it's important and it matters and this is why. So, um, even another way in which I connected to themselves is this, this idea of relevance. Because for a lot of students, believe it or not, they don't really always understand what we mean when we say pertinence and when we say relevance. And even if we explain it to them and we give them a definition, it's a bit difficult or it's a bit abstract. So one way that, it, that I've decided to explain it is by linking it to them. So I asked them to do this activity where I asked them, what are the five most important moments in your life? And, and I don't ask them... A, to share because I, I don't think that would be okay sometimes. But I just ask them to write down and think about them. And then I ask them, what are f- five keywords that sort of sum up or, or link these, these five things? And then we take all the, the keywords and I create a word cloud. And then, you know, like all these big ideas come out because they really get it and they know it, but sometimes they don't know how to articulate it. So by linking it to themselves first and being like, 
this is why something is important in your life. Now, imagine your life is, is a country or, or something bigger. Therefore, we can understand what relevance can be for an entire uh, nation. And, and that's sort of like the implicit piece that I've been working at. So like weaving this idea of relevance throughout the entire class. Mm-hmm. But now my explicit project, which, which is um, what I've done in my grade 10 history classes, and this is one version of it, and I've adapted it and changed it and used it in all my classes, really. But what I really wanted to work with was World War One because I think for students that's the most foreign aspect often of um, Canadian history because they know World War II, they might know the Roaring Twenties, but they rarely know World War One. So I created this project in which they would have to pick from a topic of about, um, I give them 50 options, and they would have to choose one historical subject. Then they would have to research that subject, research it related to World War One, but also research it related to today. So how does this idea, this subtopic, affect the past, but it also affects the present? And once they have their research completed, what they would have to do is they would have to assess their uh, that topic in terms of relevance and I give them a sheet to help them out with criteria and ideas like how does this change how is it memorized um, how many people did it affect so it helps them assess what the change was and the idea is after they finish their research and after they finish their their assessment they're able to to come out with an idea or a thesis or a way in which an event or something that happened World War One actually consequences that continue on to today and the final version of that is I ask them to represent that change or that um, impact or, or that relevance in a, in a visual form that both exemplifies why it's important in the past and in today to bridge them together which is exactly what I'm trying to do with this entire relevance project. Wonderful. Well, it certainly sounds like a rich activity, getting them to think about significance and relevance and yes. continuity and change in the past and present. Yes, exactly. Um, so some of the work that you did, um, you mentioned that they select from 50 topics. Um, some of the themes are really interesting uh, subtopics. Can you share some of the work that your students did and some of the conclusions they reached? Absolutely. Um, so uh, exactly. I give them a very long list of possible subjects and uh, some example are Canadian aviation. There's a contribution to Canada in, in World War One. There's also spies. There's uh, women and espionage. There's chemical weapons. There's medicine. There's uh, technology advancement, whether it's in a military field or a medical field. There's indigenous people. There's the role of children. There's uniform. So it, it's a very wide range, and, and I'm hoping that it captures the attention as many people because, as we all know, when students feel they have a choice and they're interested in something, they're much more engaged in what they're, they're learning. So um, an example of things that my students have come up with, which has, has been really interesting. So, uh, for instance, um, one of my students chose women, women's role in espionage and compared that with today and in the past. And one of the things she noticed, for instance, was that for espionage, especially for women, it, it's a very unknown territory. There's a lot of secrecy for obvious reasons, but these people operate in the dark. And a lot of the time we don't know, or we know very little, or we know a very limited amount of what they've accomplished. And, and that's consistent with World War One and today. But the reason that, we're, that women sorry, have an impact in um, the intelligence world today is because of those first women in World War I. Um, another really cool example that one of my students came up with is uh, she was looking at plastic surgery and the role of plastic surgery in World War One, And um, 
as we might often not know, uh, plastic surgery was developed in main part to repair physical damage, especially to people's faces as a result of mortars and, and wounds in the battle. In French, we call them les gueules cassées, you know, like the broken faces. So, uh, so she looked at that in, in, during World War One, and then she looked at it today where, of course, plastic surgery is mostly used in a, in a beautifying aspect in, in order to perfect our already perfected faces or imperfect faces and, and, and so she's very functional and to help people just have normal lives and how today it's, it's mostly almost completely used in, in this, you know, like exterior um, suspect. So it, that, that kind of thing was, was really cool. They were able to see the link, but also the changes and, and how the past modeled the present. Right. Wonderful. Those are great examples. Um, Ev, did you have a favorite part of this project or something that surprised you or, um, really interested you in how your students went about this work? Um, so this might be uh, the most practical thing, but and I did not expect that that was a byproduct. But one of those things about this project and anything that arrives from this relevance initiative is it actually makes marking fun, which is a huge plus for any teacher out there. But it, every, every project is different. Every project is somewhat personal. Every po project has that creative aspect. So it, it, it doesn't become repetitive. It doesn't become redundant. It's just actually really nice and really fun and interesting to mark. And I learn a lot of things through that process as well, which is really cool. Um, another thing that, that has been wonderful is the, the professional feedback that I've gotten from colleagues. I had the chance to present this at the ODA conference, and, and I've done that at my school as well. And, and people come up, and they, and they think it's so great, and they want to use it in math or, or in science or, or any um, other subject that you might not, that might not be your first thought. So it's, it's been very humbling to, to have people want to hear more about it and do more. But I think um, the most rewarding and particular moment that stand out for me is student reaction from coming up with this. Because, and this has not, never happened to me before, but as soon as, as I started doing this, students multiple times or across multiple uh, subjects and classes have come up to me and have thanked me for a project that I created. And I've never had an experience where students thank you for an assignment or anything like that, right. but they do, and, and they actually enjoy it, and, and they like it um, a lot. Um, I'll, I'll leave you like, one of the feedbacks, because I, I got two. One of them is my favorite, but I'll start with my my second favorite first. So one of my students, she just wrote this on, on her assignments at the end of class. Said, I used to think learning history was useless, but after being in your class, I realized the importance of understanding where we come from. The lesson that everything we are today comes from those of our past continues to improve the way I see the world outside the classroom. So for me, that, that was such a rewarding experience because this is exactly what I'm trying to do and, and somebody perceived that. But I think my absolute favorite story of all time was before my, my grade 12 history exam, which has all these ideas infused into it, one of my students tweeted the following thing. She wrote, I'm excited to write my history exam. This cannot be normal. Send help. So I think <laughs> that's my favorite of all time, I think. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And that's, that certainly is a, a, a tribute to the work that you're doing there. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to add about this project or about teaching history? I think th this project in the beginning, it feels like you don't know what you're doing or it's very different. But it, for the teacher, it's actually a very small change. There's there very minute changes that you have to think about, but they're very easy and simple to implement. But what you end up in the end is this incredible shift and, and this incredible uh, turnover that 
is incredible and worth it. And for the students in the beginning, it's, it's quite difficult. I will, I will admit that because it's very different and they're not used to it. And they're not used to thinking in terms of relevance. But suddenly, by the end of it, they get it and they know it and they feel comfortable and it's amazing what they produce at the end. So it, it is definitely worth it, I will say. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Ev, for taking the time to speak with us and for all the incredible yeah, no work worries. that you're doing in the classroom. And uh, oh, congratulations again on being named a finalist for this year's Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Canada's History Podcast. For more information on the Governor General's History Awards, to nominate a teacher, or start an application, visit canadashistory.ca slash awards.